Hi everyone, welcome back to So Organised Style Podcast. We're about to hop into the Q&A session of Thread Talks with Juliet Walsh. I'm Maria Thea Harris Orvelosos, so let's get started. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. The first question that I've got, it came from Natalie C. So, so that was on Instagram. So thank you, Natalie. So her question is, what is the best way to stop metallic thread from shredding while sewing on a machine? Juliet. Thank you, Natalie C. Sews. That's a very good question. So, first up, you'll need to check your needle type. What kind of needle type is best for metallic threads? You'd be looking at specific ones. So either uh, you can use embroidery or sometimes they're even called metallic needles. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. But the, the way that these needles are designed, their eyes are a little bit longer so that it reduces friction as the needle goes up and down in the fabric, right? Mm -hmm. So it really just stops it rubbing against metal as it's passing through your needle, reducing the risk of it shredding or breaking. Okay. okay. The other thing you need to think about is your needle size. Okay. So depending on the thickness of the thread that you're working with, you will need to select the correct size for that. So general rule, metallic threads are a little bit thicker than your normal, say, sewall thread. So you're probably looking at a size between 90 and maybe 110. Okay. As a ballpark, again, you need to experiment with this. There's no one solution. Okay. So I thought I'd highlight that. <laughs> All right. So it's the, it's the type of needle and the size of the needle that Natalie should be looking at as a starting point. As a starting point. Size, if, if you say you start off with a, let's go size 80, which is what most people would use for regular sewing, I suppose. If you started with a size 80 and you found that that was shredding a lot, it's probably because the eye is too small for the thread. You want your thread to sit comfortably in the eye. You don't want a huge amount of space, but you also don't want no space because you have similar sorts of issues. So you have to find the middle ground. 
And that is where the experimenting comes with, with the size. So if you're having problems with that 80, go up a size. If you're having problems again with that 90 size, go up again and keep repeating that until you see a, see a change. In, in saying the, the needle type and the size, you may also find that the thread itself, as you stitch, pulls really quickly through the machine. So in order to prevent your reel from pulling very quickly, you can check your tension first up. But the second thing is you may have in your sewing machine stash a thread net or a thread sock. So there's a thread net, a thread sock, if you want to call it that as well, or a thread mesh. Same thing, but it's basically a piece of mesh in a tubular shape, which you can put over the thread reel to stop it pulling all the thread off really quickly as your sewing machine stitches. So that could be another solution for this. Great. As I said, tension, not only your top stitch tension, you might have an issue with your bobbin tension. So depending on what is exactly happening at that stage, if you've already checked your needle, you've checked the type, you've put your sock on, on the, on the, the reel of thread, check that the, the tension's okay um, on those things. Also the, the bobbin shape, make sure it's the correct bobbin for your sewing machine. Some people have a mixture of bobbins in their sewing kit and they're not necessarily going to work for your sewing machine. So you might have issues. Good point. There are other variables, many other variables that we don't always think about. Again, metallic thread is more of an embroidery thread. So you might consider using a stabilizer to help support fabric, depending on what kind of fabric you're working with. Uh, that can help stop stitches, jumping, pulling, and as a result of that, thread breakage. Uh, another thing is needle plate burrs. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly, yep. It's very hard to think about needle plate burrs because we don't always look at that part of our machine when we're sewing because it's underneath the fabric. But basically, you, you look at your needle plate, the metal part, where your stitches are made, and there may be teeny tiny little indents on the plate itself, caused usually by a needle hitting the needle plate. Yes. So ideally, we don't want that because what happens is as the thread passes through and the fabric passes through, the friction of the thread and the fabric rubbing against that can cause breakage as well. So if you find depending on your how bad it is you can take it in to get repaired at your local being repairer they can polish it off for you and make it nice and smooth again or they will replace the whole plate for you depending if, if you've got a seriously damaged one if that's the case you may find that your timing of the machine is out because if you've got needle marks on your plate, that needles hit the plate, which means your needle bar may not actually be in line or in the correct timing with your bobbin and bobbin case. I know when I've been told with a needle plate, if it's really fine, just use a um, the nail file, yeah. very soft nail file. Yeah. 
especially if you can't get out. If you're in a remote location, you can't get to your sewing machine. Especially now. Yes. A bit of a problem. Uh, yes, you can do that. But as I said, depending on how bad the damage is, I've seen some pretty bad ones in my time. Sometimes it's easier just to replace it. You might be able to order the correct part online, for example. The general variables of any problems while you're sewing. I go through a mental checklist every time something happens. This is part of it. There are more things on that list as well. So it's checking those things before looking at, you know, maybe this isn't my problem. Maybe this is something else's problem. That makes sense. And in terms of like working with decorative stitching threads, they also may not react very well to high speed stitching. If you're like flooring your machine, which I know sometimes I do, if you want to get something done really quickly, you just want to floor it. But that doesn't always work very well for embroidery and decorative stitching threads. I slow it down a bit. Yeah, exactly. Think about um, you're not on a highway trying to get from A to B. It's a slow road. So yeah, go down to 40 kilometers yeah, an hour. That's right. That's a, good, that's a good thing to think about. The same way you would drive your car. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that pretty much summarizes Natalie Seesaw's question. But most of all, go through that mental kind of checklist every time or even write down what you've done so that you remember. And as I said, there's no universal rule for perfecting everything. It's experimentation and trying new things. And if it works, that's fantastic. You know, write it down, make sure you remember that so that if you have another problem next time, you can try that out. And that may resolve that issue. That's great advice, Juliet. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for those details, Juliet. Our second question comes from Lila Sight. So her question is, my question is about polyester thread. I use Gutterman polyester thread for everything I sew, which is mostly garments and toys. I'm about to sew my quilt, my very first quilt, and I'm excited. And I was wondering if polyester thread is appropriate or if cotton thread gives me a better finished product. Thanks. So first up, I am not a quilter. I have done a little bit, but I'm not by any means a pro. <laughs> what I do know, I have learnt from other quilters and hearing people experiment with it as well. I'm all about experimenting with threads. So first off, traditionally, quilts and quilting were always done with cotton threads. And there's a simple reason for that. That's all they had. And also the fibres of their fabrics were always cotton because that's all they had. So that's the, that's the tradition. And the reason why I suppose many quilters would recommend using cotton is because you want to match the fibre of your thread to the fibre of your fabric. So if we, for example, look at dressmaking, if we were to use a polyester thread on a cotton fabric for, say, like a shirt, and you're wearing that and washing it and wearing it and washing it and ironing it and blah, 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 that's getting a lot of wear. Polyester doesn't break down as quickly as cotton. So over time, that seam is under stress and the polyester is going to be holding it, but the cotton's breaking down. So you might start to get your seams ripping because the polyester is holding and the cotton's just starting to break down quickly. So if you think about that, with quilting, you don't really wear quilts. I mean, you might find there are projects where people have made quilted jackets, for example. That would be an exception. 
But for quilts, they're not suffering stress on their scenes. It's a piecing work and it's decorative. And some of them can be so amazingly beautiful and detailed. It's just wow. So the bottom line is you can decide what you want to do. I've seen quilters, modern day quilters, use polyester threads because it's a little bit cheaper. And if, especially if you've got children and you want to start making quilts for them or, you know, grandkids, you're going to be washing that a lot and polyester is just going to hold up better. So it comes down to preference. I would recommend, it sounds like you've probably got already polyester threads or a, a mix of stash. I would use what you've got. Try it. Try polyester on your fabrics. See how it goes. Try your cotton, see how it goes. And then you can decide if you like one thing over the other. Again, there's there's no rule. Some quilters will be definite and be like, no, you must only use this. But you decide. That's the best part about sewing. You can do whatever you want as long as it works for you. So yeah, that's that's my opinion. And the polyester versus cotton for quilts, I mean, it's going to hold. That's what you want for a quilt. I hope that answers it. <laughs> it sounds like experimenting is the key. Yeah, I think also if you're a beginner, it costs a lot to, to start a new stash, right? Um, quilting, you've got the battings, you've got binding and all the, you know, the rotary cutters and mat. So that can be quite costly and you might not know quite yet if you want to stick to that. So I would just try and use what you've got. See if it works. If it doesn't, then you can start upgrading your stash and you can upgrade your materials that you use. Not all quilts also are made from 100% cotton fabrics. 100% cotton fabrics are in the quilting, quilting category. They're mostly on the market. But again, you could use any fabric in theory to quilt something. As I said, I've seen people use recycled denim jeans to make a quilted cushion. Yeah, I've seen um, like band t-shirts that people didn't want to throw out and you chop them up and make them up. I think that's really cool too. Yeah. Thank you for that question. I've seen people do quilts with their favourite t-shirts of when they've gone travelling and they don't want to lose that. So they've, but they can't wear them anymore. So they cut it out and they put it on their quilt and that's kind of like a memory quilt. Um, so this next question comes from Brittany Sunshine. So Thank you, Brittany, for sending in your question on Instagram. And this is one of those questions that I would have loved to have asked as well. So Brittany's question, Brittany's question is, if you can't find thread that matches your fabric exactly, is it better to choose a thread in a lighter colour or a darker colour than your fabric? Is there a rule of thumb? Juliet, what do you think or what do you suggest? So first off... Let's start at the beginning of thread selection. When you're in your store buying thread, make sure that you use a single strand of the thread from the reel. I've seen a lot of people use the whole reel to hold up against their fabric that they're purchasing and try and match that color to the fabric. The problem with that is it doesn't give you the true stitching color. Mm -hmm. So if you can pull your strand off, you'll get a much closer match. So do that first. If you're having issues pulling your thread off the reel, side note for Guterman sewing thread reels, the thread reels that we have, you can twist the bottoms and pull them off and it releases the thread tail for you. Of new threads? Of our sewing threads, yes. 
Okay. So there's been circulation of people storing their needles inside our thread reels. Wow. Not technically designed for that purpose, but fantastic nevertheless. <laughs> Again, I love seeing the innovation that people come up with. They're designed so that you can access the thread off the reel easily. Wow. So in terms of, okay, you've got several different threads now laid out over your fabric and you're still in between colours it's always better to go with darker. And the reason being is it won't reflect light as much. That's a really good point, Juliet. And especially if, say, Brittany is ordering online and can't go to the retailer. So that's a really good point for us staying at home. Yeah, I, I suppose that's going to be a lot trickier for people trying to colour match. Uh, but as, as we were talking about the colour numbers, if you've already got some thread at home and you're colour matching from that, you can use those colour numbers to call up or email or order online and get the same same color but also it depends on what kind of seams you're doing and what you're using the thread for if you're doing top stitching it may be a, a big deal to match exactly the right color but if it's in the inside of a garment no one's really gonna see it again it's a preference so it is a preference yeah if you prefer to match a lighter color then do that but this is what i've I've used and it works for me. Other things work for other people. Great. Thanks for the advice, Juliet. And thanks, Brittany, for your question. Okay, so this question comes from Leah M. Collins, 88. She says, I've mostly sewn woven fabrics before, but I have recently ventured into sewing more knits. I have seen mentions of stretch threads and I'm wondering what they are and when should I use them? doesn't make much of a difference than just using stretch stitches. All right. I like this question. It's going to take a bit to answer it though, because <laughs> there's kind of two parts. The first part, what they are and when to use them. So I believe on the last episode, we touched on different types of available threads. So I, I might repeat myself, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Covering all my bases, of course, there's we, we have the elastic thread, which I'm, pro I'm sure you're probably not talking about, but I'll just reiterate and cover that. All right. So we've got the elastic thread, which is used for sharing, ruching, smocking. It's stretchy. It's basically elastic. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the name. Uh, that thread you can only use on your bobbin. Uh, you can imagine if you try to thread it through the top of your machine, it will just pull out really quickly. So that can be used on wovens and knits. Now, I think you're probably not asking specifically about elastic thread, but thought I'd cover it. So then we have woolly nylon threads. I think this is where Leah M. Collins 88 is going. And well, the woolly nylon threads have a bit of a stretch. Some of you may already have this in your stash. I've experimented a little bit with it. It, it basically is designed for your stretch fabrics, swimwears, activewear, lycras, anything that really gives a lot. And the way it's structured is it's fibrous and it's kind of tubular in shape so that when you pull it, it expands and when you release it, it re retracts. So that's what gives it its elasticity. We Gutemann have bulky lock, which is very similar. However, ours is a little bit different as well. Traditionally, woolly nylon, you can only use in your looper threads, in your overlockers, uh, the lower looper and the upper looper in your overlocking. Can't use it on your top stitch threads. Mm. The bulky locks, you can. You can use them in the top and the bottom of your machine. 
It also has a fibrous tubular shape, similar to the woolly nylon, except it's 100% polyester, so different fiber. And it does the same thing. It grips the fabric as it's been cut or stitched, so you don't get any of those edges kind of curling up underneath themselves. It just flattens them all out and catches everything. So that answers the first part of what they are. And the great thing is like you can use the bulky lock for all kinds of seams. So you can do decorative stuff. You can do your flat locking with your stuff, etc. So the second part, does it make much of a difference than just using stretch stitches? This again is a yes and no question. <laughs> no, that's all good. It's good. Yeah, Leah's going to love this. Uh, it really comes down to what you want and what look you want and what materials and machines you have at your disposal. Okay. So functionality wise, you can get a fantastic finish with your stretch knit fabrics just by using a sewing machine. And I've done a bit of lingerie and all I've used is my sewing machine. So it's in a combination. Um, you, you've got all your different stitches on your sewing machine, depending on the model. I've got a computerized one. So it's got a few extra fun stitches that I can use but the the basic stretch stitches you would have is your zigzag your triple zigzag and your triple straight stitch they're designed to give extra strength in the in the stitch as it stretches with your fabric mm -hmm. right but then you've also got your overlockers and they can also do your <laughs> your stretch stitches for you so it just depends on what kind of look you want what you've got on hand I mean, there's also twin needles, for example, if you want that straight stitch on top and then the zigzag underneath. But the bottom line is you decide what you want. So I think I've, <laughs> I've repeated that a lot, but it's true. Experiment, it really technically doesn't, doesn't matter. If you've never sewn with stretch fabric, it is always going to be a little bit of a, a learning experience. So you'll find handling it's different. You'll find pulling and pushing it through a sewing machine is different. You've got to be really careful with your needles and your tensions. If you have the wrong needle, it'll skip stitches really easily. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an experimentation thing as well. The more you do it, the more you'll learn, the better you'll get, and you'll find something that works best for you. Leah M. Collins 88 is going to love the fact that you've just given her some really great advice on what to do now that she's moving to working with stretch fabrics, with knit fabrics, yeah. And our very last question comes from our own Amy, Making Marilyn Emulating L. And you may have already answered this, but again, thank you, Amy, for sending through your question. And Juliet, Amy's asking how to stop my embroidery machine shredding thread. What's your advice, Juliet? So that, that kind of question ties in with uh, Natalie Ciso's question, which was the metallic thread shredding while sewing on a machine also. So again, go through the steps. I'm planning to write down my mental list <laughs> so I can share it with you and you can tick off as you go, you know, to check your correct type of needle, the, the sizing, threading, tension, user a thread net for your thread reel if you find that it's pulling off 
really quickly. Other variables like your stabilizers, especially with embroidery thread, you really need to stabilize it. I have an embroidery machine and there is no way that stitches are going to form if I don't stabilize my fabric. It's just not going to work. It could also be making sure that you have bobbin fill in your bobbin as well. Some people I have heard have used the embroidery thread in the bobbin and it just doesn't. It's not what it's designed for? No. They're also quite expensive. So I don't think you really want to be wasting that thread on something that's not going to be seen underneath. So yeah, make sure you got that. Make sure your bobbin size is the correct one for your type of machine. The best way to check that is to find your original bobbins. It's not always something that people think about. When I used to teach, people would come in with these random bobbins and I'd be like, nope, that doesn't fit. And you can tell because sometimes the bobbin sits outside of the bobbin case. Yes. Up above the rim or it's lower than the actual bobbin case rim. So yeah, just be careful with that. Match it to the type of machine you have and good quality bobbins too. You can get some really bad ones out there. Yeah, check your needle plates again. Because <laughs> that could be could be getting caught. So be aware of that. And experiment. Experiment with different different techniques as well. One stabilizer might not work for the type of thing you're using as well. There's different stabilizers out there. So experiment with those and work out what works best for your setup. That's great advice. I know Amy will get a lot out of that as will the rest of our listeners. So thank you for answering that question. Honestly, I think based on the advice you've given, the clear message is that experimenting for your project is really important. Hard and fast rules are there, but experimentation is going to give you the result that you want. Yes, in a nutshell, that is exactly it. And I've, <laughs> I, as I said, I am 100% confident that I've never had a sewing machine thread issue just by going through all those steps. Whether, you know, if I've had a skip stitch or it's broken or it's just completely tangled, I've always been able to fix it by going through those steps every time. It's frustrating, I know, but it will reduce the frustration time a lot if you take that time to go through the steps. Yep. I really liked all these questions. Thank you everyone for sending them in. Thank you Juliet Walsh for running the Thread Talk series on Sew Organised Style Podcast. Sew Organised Style Podcast is produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with sound by bensound.com and permission with Juliet Walsh for this Thread Talk series. So Organised Style Podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, is available on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.